You're listening to Adam Air MD GED Underground Cartoon Therapy. Look in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! No, it's Superhost! Give me that shoe! Meet mild mannered director trainee Henry Bookerstein becomes Superhost! And with powers far beyond those of ordinary men, Superhost brings you Saturday afternoon. And now, Soup's on! Now, I got a nice letter from Adam, uh, and he sent me a list of all his favorite movies. <laughs> and among the movies that he's got listed here, uh, Dracula, Frankenstein, which we showed last Saturday. That was a great flick, wasn't it? And Jack the Ripper, the Island of Dr. Moroda, Mummy, Bride of Frankenstein, Phantom of the Epic, all kinds of things. <laughs> I watched every one of those. Ohio. And another one he listed is called The Wolfman. And guess what? Today we got the Wolfman <laughs> in stereo. <laughs> yeah, we do. And uh, here's Act One of it. There's a picture to Jim Clinker of our movie. So here's Act One, Adam, of the Wolfman, the original. Thanks, buddy. Here I come again. Look at that. Bad theater starring what's his name? Adam Air MD GED. <laughs> now, we have got a simply great movie today. It's a classic. It really is. Made in 1932 in glorious black and white. And it stars Boris Karloff as the monster, uh, Colin Clive as Dr. Frankenstein, May Clark, and John Bowles are also in it. And it's called Frankenstein. It's the original movie. There's a picture by Jim Clink. Another one by Gru Murdoch. And here's the one. Our movie today. Marty Sullivan. Every kid at my school knew who the hell Superhost was. And the local uh, TV station was UAB, Channel 43. Marty Sullivan was pretty much with it from the beginning. But, um... I think he was inspired to go ahead and, hey, why don't you do something funny, man, because you're just a funny guy and blah, blah, blah. And he took it a step further, man, and just started doing this Saturday theater. Showing not only monster movies, but sci-fi, monster, you know, monster horror back then, you know. Pretty tame. Just entertaining. Ed Wood shit. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Remember that one was shown on here? I remember when I was a kid, and you guys can go back and listen to the Sugar and Papa episode. <laughs> it's not that scary. But hey, you know, whatever. My grandma, she was like a full-blooded Seminole Indian. And she used to go to a Christian church and... Alabama, not in Ohio, but in Alabama, before she moved out to Ohio and became my uh, grandma, you know. It's like 1934, I guess Frankenstein had been out for a few years. And uh, my uh, grandma went, and t- she told everybody, that she saw the movie and the word got around to the congregation and she ended up getting kicked out 
And she didn't understand, why am I getting kicked out? Because you saw that evil blasphemous Frankenstein movie. And it's necrotic and satanic. And they chastised her and kind of hissed her on her way out. And right at the door, my grandma turned around, sugar, and said, Well, you know what? It was a good movie. <laughs> you guys can go back and listen to that Sugar and Papa episode on there. I think she kind of kick-started it because she would watch these like Godzilla Godzilla movies and stuff like that. I think she really liked them back in the 70s and 80s, you know, when I was a kid. This is kind of common for the nerdiness of Ohio to just be addicted to the boob tube. And Channel 43 put out the best shit. And Superhost had the fucking Saturday block. I loved them, man. We'd talk about the movies at each show like they were trading cards. Weeks turn into months, you know. Months turn into years. John Marley from Motley will haunt you. Back to Frankenstein. <laughs> People loved it, man. It was like this community thing. <laughs> He'd have the big old fucking bulletin board. And all he did was support all the communities around Akron and Cleveland. I'd never be so addicted to fucking, like, the original internet. <laughs> he was the original internet. <laughs> A lot kinder. And now... Back once again to uh, Frank M. Stein. <laughs> I think overall... This guy set it off for me, man. A drunk Superman with a red nose. Alright, let's get the show rolling, man. I think that's enough intro. <laughs> we'll be right back. created by a man they called Mad, is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men. <laughs> to shock women into uncontrolled hysteria. Elizabeth! To prey upon the innocence of children. <coughs> this is the story you've heard about, <coughs> talked about. The spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein. Don't cut that! 
often and enjoy our screen attractions in the comfort of your own car. We now return, dude. Yep. Imagine every morning in the uh, 70s and 80s waking up to Saturday morning cartoons. I know people in Generation X remember this shit. I try to keep these things alive, you know, on some level. I think that the innocence of youth is important, dude. Not the kind that gets corrupted later on when you're all traveling and being a fucking dick. But that shit before that, you know? I guess there's like, you know, all kinds of mascots from all kinds of different states that represented the monster movies in the morning, you know? But for me, it was Superhost, and uh, I'm going to share it. You can go back and listen to the Northeast Ohio episode, where I uh, talk about um, Superhost for a minute, but he really is worth an entire episode, so I'm just going to go ahead and give him his whole episode, dude, because I can talk about him for an hour, that's for fucking sure, and all the fucking things that I came into through you know, the different outlets of all the different variations of monster movies and shit that this guy had. And, you know, he would show a couple monster movies, maybe one or two, and then he would knuckle it off with, uh, you know, five or six fucking (laughs) hours of Three Stooges (laughs) long into the night, man. And I remember watching this with my Uncle Jeff, and Uncle Jeff would watch the monster movies with me. And, uh, I had a couple of, uh, cool uncles that were into that whole thing, you know, the monster movie thing. My own dad was, you know, that was definitely one of the good memories of my, uh, actual father. 
but we don't really talk about him. But, you know, he did advocate monster movies and cool things like that. Early monster movies on into cult movies. And how it really does just lead this pathway. But Superhost really did open up the gates, man. And uh, <laughs> that was the one thing you could count on, you know, was Superhost was going to be on. Eventually, in 1989, he... uh did his last broadcast, and uh, that was a hard one. But, you know, in between all those times, it was just a bunch of fucking weird shit. <laughs> We're going to go over it all. I'm going to scalpel this motherfucker, because I felt like it was a really important part of my childhood and seeing how the world is right now. I... You know, and with having PTSD and kind of a unique form of it and not being alone and knowing that you aren't alone and that your mental illness is unique as well. And it's been all looked at the wrong way, man. You know, we're going to break through over the period of time. I'm going to keep smoking this fucking weed. Uh, this weed is brought to you by Kind Castle up here in the hills. And I am smoking the last of this shit called uh, Mac. Free Mac. <laughs> Free Mac City. <laughs> We're on it, motherfucker. I am smoking it. We're smoking it. I hope you're enjoying it. So grab your uh, libations. Get your smoke on or not smoke on and take a stroll down Amnesia Lane. I got plenty of shit to go over. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I do have some mild heartburn. Okay, we're going to go ahead and get this fucker rolling. For me, it was uh, Frankenstein Conquers the World being one of the big things that I... Uh, how I was affected cinematically. That fucking movie's fucked up, man. And it stars uh, Dr. Jacoby from Twin Peaks, Russ Tamblin, back in 1965. Originally called Frankenstein vs. Barragon. Or Barragon, or whatever, however you want to fucking pronounce his fucking name. Anyway, that was definitely the one. Here's the trailer. See how that goes. No, I'm not gonna fucking play, man. Fucking play. In the ocean's unfathomable depths, a gigantic man-like creature appears. Man-like. <laughs> yep, they changed it to Frankenstein Conquers the World in 1966. Baragon. such heart-stopping terror. Starring Nick Adams. <laughs> I feel he's very important from a scientific point of view. I'd have to cut off a leg or an arm. Doctors, I won't let you conduct this test. Frankenstein. 
with the strength of a thousand men. <laughs> and every man's need for affection that makes him a willing captive. The chain hurts you. <laughs> the new scoop of the century. <laughs> the horrifying touch of a severed hand with a life of its own. Force of a monster that dwarfs man's tallest structures. The skinny short Universal traded off to Toho for these guys. And so they, of course they turned Frankenstein into a Godzilla monster. But how they get his heart is from Transylvania, and the monster's already dead, they just got the heart still alive. They bring it back to Japan, it goes through Hiroshima, and when it comes out, it mutates into a gigantic Frankenstein monster, who not only fights Baragon, but the fucking octopus from King Kong vs. Godzilla. Also released that year was, uh, The War of the Gargantuas. Where I guess the storyline was loose, but Frankenstein was supposed to have mutated underwater and turned into an orange demon and a green demon. And the orange guy is a good guy, kinda. And the green one's not. And the green one just fucking is on a rampage. And it was really one of the more authentical, fucking scary things for me because they look fucked up. Russ Tamblin. I guess maybe Russ Tamblin's in War of the Gargantuas. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I thought he was in both. I don't know. You can go look at the fuck up. Anyway, Dr. Jacoby showing up there, shoveling his way out of the gargantuous shit back in 66. Fucking awesome. Tim Burton said that he wouldn't have even made Nightmare Before Christmas or any movies at all uh, if, he, if it weren't for fucking War of the Gargantuas. He said it was the one that just inspired him. So that's fucking cool as fuck. There's this part where this little Asian fisherman guy is... He looks down off the fucking... His little boat and he sees the gigantic face of this thing getting ready to eat his ass. It's truly terrifying in a lot of ways. And it's not the same as other Toho kaiju movies were filmed back then. <laughs> I love it. Superhost definitely came through showing these movies repeatedly. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Well, there you go. There's that little block of superhost knowledges for you, Duder. Yep. And where does all the stuff start? Saturday mornings in the 
Well, for you, it was late 60s and 70s, and you, I got the 70s and 80s end of it. Yeah, I got the 60s and the 70s, so no. All right, so... Like Scooby-Doo and the Groovy Ghoulies. All right, tell us about more about the Groovy Ghoulies, Mom, for those younger That's people out like, there who don't know who the fuck they like are. Queen of the Teenage Witch, and that was her band. They were... Skeletons and mummies and all kinds of crazy people. They had a skeleton xylophone made out of bones. They were just cool. And Sabrina, if I'm not mistaken, is from uh, Archie Comics. From Bewitched. No, that's Tabitha, Mom. Yeah, you're right. Because Sabrina's from uh, Archie, Archie Comics. I thought she was from Riverdale. Yeah. And she was like the witch that kept putting a little spells, love spells on Jughead and and Reggie and Archie, you know? Yeah. And then they just gave her her own thing. But Tabitha was cool too, you know, as far as Bewitched goes. Yeah. That, that was a good one. You Dark know. Shadows was really good. Me and you have indulged in some dark shadows. I used to have to run home from school to catch it. Oh, yeah. To be in front of the TV on time with my hand on the panel, but my little brother could knock me out. <laughs> when did you feel like you got addicted to, like, uh, monster movies? Like, were you pretty young? Yep. Yeah. I've always known there were monsters in the closet under my bed. Did you see big old bowls of sugar cereal? And then yeah. watch and then watch this stuff? Yeah. What was your favorite sugar cereal? Mm, at the time, alphabet. Ooh, alphabets? Yeah. Man, no one ever drops that. That's awesome. And I would spell stuff out for my brothers and sisters. Because you could teach, you pretty much taught them how to read, right? Yeah, we would even eat them dry sometimes, snack on them while we were watching TV. How come you think they don't show the Abbott and Costello horror movies anymore? Oh, they do. Do they? They plays them all the time. That, and he's been doing the Don Knotts ones a lot. Oh, yeah, like the Ghost and Mr. Chicken? Oh, yeah, they just had the Ghost and Mr. Chicken on a couple weeks ago. Oh, my God. I love it. You know what my favorite part of the movie is? What? That a boy, Luthor! <laughs> <laughs> All the way through it, too. <laughs> well, what else you got on, on some monster movies, Mom? They showed that one about the giant lizard the other day. Which one's that one? Um, this lizard attacks the. It's a dance party with teenagers, and the town, the old part in the town, has been hollering about how rock and roll's from the devil and everything. And they're throwing a sock hop out in the barn, and the and the gecko attack. Hmm. Or iguana, or whatever it is they use. <laughs> a superimposed. Giant iguana. Night of the iguana, yeah, but 
about one that's a giant. It, they just blew up a gecko. Oh. <laughs> and he's attacking people, which if you know geckos, that makes me laugh every time I watch Because geckos... What is that one called? They gotta go look it up, right? Yep. Huh. I, that's how bad it is. I don't want to remember <laughs> I might be forced to watch it. It's like, you know, that one movie. You can't say it three times or you'll have to watch it. Yeah. Shouldn't even be talking about it. No. There are some things like that you just probably don't want. You saw it when you were a kid, too, you know? And uh, you're just like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. I, you know. Take your body in time. <laughs> I believe it. You know, for me, Mom, all this shit was coming from one place, you know? From this one dude named Marty Sullivan. His name was Superhost on the show. He's just some nerd. But uh, he loved it, man. The first uh, horror movie they ever showed in 1969 was uh, Attack of the Crab Monsters. That, nothing's easier than superimposing crabs and make, yeah. making them look like giant monsters coming out. Yeah, giant ants. <laughs> That's dumb. But that super host guy, you know, and then I got Frankenstein out of there. I got Dracula out of there. Creature from the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera. All the Universal Classics. Yeah. Saw the Universal Exchange when they did it with Toho. You see, that's what I got out of Morgan. And uh, uh, Elvira. Yeah. But before that even... Before any of the cartoons came out, when we were overseas, they had Radio Free Europe, and they had another station that they ran on base. It was a military radio station for the family. Yeah. And that's where you were supposed to keep your radio low. Some people listen to the local stuff, you know? Yeah. But, uh... They had the Phantom and the Long Ranger on. Mm. And my brother and I used to listen faithfully. It was a it was a it was like a little serial. It was the only time we were quiet all day. I, I mean we did not move because we did not want to miss it. Did you hear the War of the Worlds thing or was that way before you? heard it. I didn't hear the original because that was even before me. Yeah, that was like World War One or two, right? Yeah. Orson Welles scaring the shit out of everybody. Yeah, they did a rebroadcast of it here and still scared the shit out of people. Even though they told them they were going to do it. Yeah. They knew it. That's some more shit there. Hmm. Well, I'm not eating cereal right now. I'm eating Cool Ranch Doritos talking about monsters. I think it's like they go hand in hand. You got to have some junk food, some monster movies, some sugar, some salt, everything bad for you. Because sometimes it's like just the right enough 
anti-venom to fight the venom of reality, huh? Yeah. And, uh, so as your doctor out there, I suggest you amp up on the junk food. And don't, don't bother exercising because it just makes you tired. <laughs> That's right. The soda pie. Mm-hmm. What? Shit, man. I like two big old chicken breasts, white meat with a bottle of Mexican Coke. And Chipotle Ranch good. Mm. Or how about uh, even co cocktail shrimp with Cool Ranch Doritos like cold shrimp? That's pretty good. Cold shrimp's good. But I like, I, you know, there's a bevy of combos you can give with a good monster movie. It just depends on what you're watching. Like if I watch It Came From Beneath the Sea, I might order some calamari. <laughs> you know, that's if, what... If I watch spider movies, I'm not ordering nothing. <laughs> you know, that movie scared the shit out of me. It Came From Beneath the Sea. Oh, really? Like the atomic spider got me, huh? Was it the way it was flailing when it got killed, or what? Because that's what scared me, was when they killed that giant octopus, and that little fucker goes down there and fucking opens a giant flame in his eye, and that fucking octopus starts flailing around like that. Dude, that shit scared me, man. <laughs> I wasn't having it, but I keep watching it. And I think it was, it was just weird things from the horror movies that weren't necessarily supposed to scare you. Yeah. But scared you in the bad ways. I guess because of what we've been through, it scared us in a different manner. Yeah. Like I said, I always knew there were monsters under the bed and in the club. Yeah. Really. And there's monsters lurking around in broad daylight now. Yeah. It's so bad in this city right now. I was watching this footage from like about six days ago in New Orleans, like some guy just driving down the back streets by the by the river, you know, on the on the Nola side. And it's it's fucking it's fucked up. Yeah. You're not wrong. Well, it is good to have you back, Mom. Shit. Definitely a real life horror man. I wanted to get you on this episode. I knew you were wanting to do it. And uh, we feel like you feel. Finally, I'm one. Wait, no, stay right behind. Rest like a moment till you finally unwind. Little Frank Zappa. <laughs> Little Zappa for you guys. Is that too uh, old for you? Who for me? Yeah. Oh, I got a couple Zappa albums. Did you know that? Cool. Yeah. Remember uh, Baby Snakes? Zappa was like the first punk rocker. Him and Alice too. That song, Baby Snakes. <laughs> it's a Baby snakes. 
Which is a little bad. Yep. <laughs> We're coming out with dead babies. Uh-huh. Take care of themselves. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We set the whole world on it. <sighs> if you start to think about it. He was a good dude. He was a good dude. There's not there's not many people like that anymore. If they try to be like Frank Zappa now, it's really annoying. Yeah. Not gonna pull it off, dude. Mm, yeah. You got that right. I got into Captain Beefheart too. You ever get into that? Yeah. Sure did. And Cream and Mountain too. I love Mountain. Mountains, mountains like Stone original Stoner Doom. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I like I like Savoy Brown for witching music. He and each other band. I guess these were all coming out of the all these bands. Yep, I know which one you're talking about, Mom. I guess all these things were coming out of uh, the same era with the monster movies in a, in a weird yeah. way. It's all just all the artists, the movie makers, the cartoonists, musicians. The speaker, the writer, it was a whole mass movement. Well, it was. It's hard to be, like, so selective, you know, but they still make shit like that anymore. You know, I, I thought the most interesting time in the movie cinema, like, in the monster movie cinema, was when Toho and uh, Universal traded off rights. Uh, so Universal was allowed to make Godzilla movies, uh-huh. and Toho had Frankenstein, right? Um, so they put out a um, Frankenstein conquers the world. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. Where he grows into a fucking gigantic kaiju Frankenstein. Yeah. And then he like battles. Uh, one guy is a regular from the Monster Island series. I can't remember his name's like Bagaroff or I can't remember. Baggers Baggero. I don't know what his fucking name is. Shut up, tits. Baragon. Yeah. And then uh a remake like that with updated uh computer generated fucking stuff, uh Reptilicus. Or Reptilian. It's a it was almost like a remake of Reptilicus. Yeah. And then uh, I caught the remake of the Wolfman last night. Oh yeah. It was really good. That does sound good. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Well, you know, there was a sequel to that, Frankenstein Conquers the World, too. Do you know what that was? Which one? War of the Gargantuas. And it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's a sequel, but there is some kind of, like, connection between the original Frankenstein mutant giant going into the ocean and then he becoming, like, two, dividing into two different beings. You know? Yeah. Well, War of the Gargantuas would actually probably be a sequel. No, it was, it was a sequel. Okay. It was. Um, and it was supposed to be, the implication was that the Gargantuas are the Frankenstein monster. 
They're just they're just separated. And one guy's kind of good and doesn't want to fucking eat humans and do stupid shit. And that's the orange one, and the green one's all like, no, I'm going to fucking floss my teeth with fucking pine trees and, and fucking eat everybody. Yeah, I just saw that the other day. You know what Tim Burton said? You like Tim Burton movies, Mom? Yeah. Tim Burton said, War of the Gargantuas was the movie that fucking got him to want to make movies. And that's like the furthest thing from a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> you know what my fucking scariest part is on War of the Gargantuas? What? When the little fisherman's fucking like on his boat and he sees the bubble come up and he looks and he looks down and he's just standing straight up looking at him. And it's just like, oh, that's terrifying. Because, yeah. you know, he's he's fucking he, toast. toast. He's post-toasties. Yeah. He got fucked over. He did. <laughs> you look down and say, this is not going to be a good thing. <laughs> when you see the demon of hell standing three miles straight up by that deep underwater, holy fuck. That's fucking far, too, man. That guy's fucking tall. That's fucking scary, man. Scary as shit. That scared the fuck out of me. And it was only like a three-second part, and you can't rewind it. You gotta wait another three months until it gets aired again, you know? Yeah. <laughs> On its 90-day fucking circular rotation. I kind of felt like that's what they were doing definitely with Frankenstein or like the original Godzilla or Son of Godzilla. Yeah, I just caught the tail end of that the other. Son of Godzilla. Love it. That little fucker scares the shit out of me too. He just looks like a little weirdo. Oh, he's a little cute. He's so weird looking. Makes me want to pinch his cheek. Really? You think that guy looks cute? I think he looks yeah. frightening. I've always thought he was cute. I was like, ugh, what did Godzilla have to bang to fucking produce that motherfucker? <laughs> but I, uh, I always thought they tried to rip, or they they tried to rip him off on the cartoon, and they had the Godzilla cartoon, which wasn't as good as the monster movies, obviously. But they had the uh, Godzuki. Remember that motherfucker? No. You, you don't remember Godzuki? No, I don't. Well, Godzuki was like just created to be Godzilla's little partner. It almost comes off like it's this illegitimate kid, but he's not. He looks like uh, Peach Dragon uh, butt-fucked uh, son of Godzilla. Mm. And he kind of has that Peach Dragon fucking thing a little bit. It's like, well, damn. The Godzilla and Peach Dragon kind of, because <clears throat> if so, Godzuki is the production of it. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. You never saw it. It didn't matter. It was after your time. Who was that? That was the Colonel. Yeah. Why? Because you're like doing the show wrong. <laughs> What'd you do wrong, Mom?
cinnamon heard you talking and came over here. And uh, I rubbed her nose for a second, so he got mad and bit me. Oh. Colonel's got some serious PTSD. He just told me to here, and she went over and laid down on her little back. On a little blue mat, huh? No, I got her a little bag. Oh, you got her a different one? What do you think the Colonel's favorite monster movie is? Oh, he likes the wolf because he likes the owl. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. He enjoyed the wolf Good. Because he had a lot of howling. He got to howl. He was just. Hey, you know somebody well, I'm going to wrap this segment up. Do you got anything else you want to throw down, Mom? I'll, let, I'll give you a moment to. Well, like I said, I always liked Abbott and Costello. And then I liked when they teamed up, too, you know, like King Kong versus Godzilla, Frankenstein yeah. versus Dracula. Those were like the really great parts. Yeah. Because I always thought it was like. Like the kids today watch uh, Jason versus Freddy or whatever. Mike Myers versus Jason. <laughs> I wish they had a Michael Myers versus Jason one. That'd be badass. Because that'd just be like, oh, no one's going to go down. They made Jason in outer space. Did you watch that one? Part of it. <laughs> Jason 10? Yep. And the guy's like, oh, he's an authentic homicidal maniac from the 20th century. Let's bring him back to the 24th century and thaw him out. Probably not the best idea you ever had, motherfucker. Okay? Yeah, but that's the whole movie. I just spoiled it for you. If you haven't seen it. Jason in space. You know, it's just a fucking coffin in space by this point, right? What else? Mom. Oh. Well, I think we'll wrap it up. How's that sound? You alright? Yeah, I feel the full moon. <laughs> well, on that note, while my mom turns into Mom Wolf, stay tuned for the next part of the show, guys. We'll get, uh, Josh comes back again, and I think Mike Dioint, Mike, Mike Doint Anta. Who's that, Mom? Mike Diana will join us again and uh, give us his favorite. <laughs> Mike Doint Anta. It's like Mylanta. I need some fucking Mylanta. A doint. What the fuck is a doint? Who knows? Now I gotta edit this shit. No, I'm fucking around.
I think he'll forgive us, huh? He he loves us. We're two, we're two of his favorite weirdos in his weirdo collection out there. So let's get him back on, and we'll be back after a minute, guys. Hold the fuck on. Another inspirational moment was when I saw Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. And Dracula and the Wolfman show up on that shit. You know, it's one thing when you see, you know, Wolfman versus Frankenstein or any of that classic stuff. But when you put some comedy in there, man, it it really does change the dynamic, I thought. Just a totally cool time and I don't know. I just thought I had a great fucking time. Let's fucking hurry the fuck up with this fucking buffering shit so we can get this fucking show the fuck going. Holy fuck. You fucking suck. Dude, you fucking dick. Hurry the fuck up, you fuck. You're gonna trigger my... Yes, do you have You know that? You're gonna trigger me out. You're gonna trigger me out. Motherfucker, you're gonna trigger me out. You're gonna trigger me out. You're gonna trigger me out. I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse. Oh, shit, you better hurry the fuck up. Oh, shit, you better hurry the fuck up, motherfucker. Yeah. I think Superhost had a real love for Abbott and Costello. And they were huge back then. But Abbott and Lou Costello meet Frankenstein, and the laughs are monstrous. The Glenn Strange one. Plus a of I was into the Glenn Strange one, dude. In the spookiest laugh fest on record. I think Bella Lugosi kind of demanded the studio to use Glenn because he did not like fucking Boris Karloff's fucking limey ass, as he quoted. Limey cocksucker. <laughs> Tim Simpson, a.k.a. Timmy Irie, smoking that motherfucking shit. <laughs> All the time. What's I up? I'm smoking that good stuff, too. I was smoking that good stuff, too. <laughs> you do, man. I know you fucking do. We've yet to smoke as adults together. Yeah, that's some fucked up shit, but guess what? I can't find my damn lighter. You know what I always said? Sugar cereal... And mo- Saturday morning monster movies are the gateways, the gateway drugs to weed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the solution. 
<laughs> Can you imagine being a little kid fucking puffing like we were in Jamaica or some shit watching Godzilla and Frankenstein? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Right, shit. We need some of that Frank, fucking Frankenweed. Doing that Frankenweed. Frankenberry. Yeah, they got that freak show, man. I don't. I ain't too thrilled about that. I don't even want that. Here, give me one second. I got to pause it. Hold on. All right, sorry about that. What were you about to say, Timmy? Uh, space giants. Remember that? Space Where giants. How's the monsters? How's the monsters uh, like Goldar and Silvar, the daddy? Daddy, the mama, and the son. No, and, uh, I don't remember that, man. They, they, they all can turn into rockets. Daddy was like 50 foot tall. His name was Goldar. He was made out of gold. The mama, she was like a regular-sized lady. Her name was Silvar. She turned into a, a big silver rocket and had a little boy, uh, Gam, I think his name was. Wow. And he turned into a little red, white, and blue jet. Sounds like a Mandela effect. <laughs> and, he had, and, he, and he had a friend named Miko. It was called Miko and Gam. They always hung out together. But uh, they was fighting against, like, you know, it's sort of like uh, our version of the fucking Power Rangers. And uh, the evil overlord dude, he would make monsters come down and tear up the city and all that shit. Man. It, was, it was crazy. Old school. Yeah. I'm like, man, that was the kind of monsters we used to get into. And I like that. That shit led to Godzilla because it's all Japanese and Chinese. You know, yeah. Old school shit. I like a good monster movie, though. Yep, I was like talking to my mom, who's on the show, about the uh, Frankenstein conquers the world. And that, do you you remember that one? Yeah. And uh, what's his fucking name? Bogoron's in there, or whatever the fuck. (laughs) (laughs) From the fucking. Dude, you got a good fucking memory for that shit. Characters and all that shit. Well, you know, the thing about that Frankenstein, too. He beats uh, up the same fucking octopus that shows up and tries to fucking tentacle rape fucking King Kong in the original, like, 67 yeah, okay. King Kong versus Godzilla. And then, yeah. uh, and Frankenstein kills that motherfucker and takes him down to the bottom of the sea as a 300-foot fucking giant Frankenstein. <laughs> I thought that was a terrifying thought, man, you know? Did you ever see the movie? Did you ever see Frankenstein Conquers? No, man. We always watch the little trailers and come on, man. That, and for some reason right now, I can't stand watching the movie trailer. Yeah. Well. It ruins the fucking movie for me. And I remember <laughs> as opposed to come on, uh, there was a time when HBO was on like Channel 4. That was, And I was like, damn, man. I remember it supposed to come on one night, dude. I never fucking watched. I caught like, uh, I think I caught like the last ass end of it. Huh. And I was, yeah, because it was like, you know, you came on, and like, yeah, you got to go to bed. I want to watch this show, but hell, I was the youngest of five. So I didn't really get my share of TV out <laughs> until late. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I'd be like loaded and just eating like two gallons of Cap'n Crunch or Booberry or Monster Cereals. Oh, shit, I love Booberry. Lucky Charms, Fruit Loops, I don't give a fuck. My mom said Alphabets. I was like, I ain't heard no one drop that. I like the alphabets. Yep, I like them too, man. And the King Vitamin. Yep, King Vitamin. Remember that fucking honky holding that fucking spoon all like, ah, learn. (laughs) 
<laughs> he got the crown on. <laughs> yeah, that was a ripoff of uh, Captain Crunch. Yeah, he was. But he was like a real dude, too. He was like Captain Green Jeans or whatever, or fucking whatever that dude's name is. Yeah. Farmer Green Jeans. Yeah. Like the hell out of That motherfucker's from Ohio. He's the king of the fucking Quaker company. But that yeah. was it, you know. I, I loved King Vitamin. I loved all that shit, man. And I just thought, hey, you get up at... On Saturday morning, man. At 7 yeah. o'clock in the morning. You watch yeah. all the shit. It's around yeah. uh, around noon. It ends. Yeah. And you get some Three Stooges fucking break or some shit. And then the fucking monster movies begin. At my house, it would be like uh, right around noontime. My older sister and brother would be like, they want to watch fucking Soul Train. <laughs> right after, uh, right after, uh, uh, the damn Disney, not Disney, but, uh, the, the uh, the shit with the Roadrunner and after all that shit go off. Oh, the Roadrunner, uh, the Wiley Coyote Roadrunner hour. Yeah, yeah some shit like that. And then they, you know, here come Soul Train. Or they might be watching Bandstand, Bandstand. Yep, AB. And then the big old American. Yeah, then, yeah. then after that, they come to Moth movie. Hey, man, I love some Don Cornelius still, yo. Uh, yeah. I mean, he really did take it up a notch. He was like the guy who was like, hey, let's put the black entertainment on during the Saturday morning. We know everybody. We got everybody's attention. Kids, kids are restless. A lot of records. It did. <laughs> it definitely motivated Motown at that point. A, too, lot, man. Of, a lot of career. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was awesome. But that definitely was part of it, man. Soul Train, Soul Train mm-hmm. and A.B., uh, with Dick yeah. Dick Clark, you know, like when we come back, yeah. we'll see more white kids do the cha cha. <laughs> <laughs> Dance on beat that. Like, shit. <laughs> oh my god! No, that's all it was, too. And then on Sunday there was a worse one, man. It was like a showcase, and it was like so. I don't know what who who's the motherfucker that said, "All right." Sunday television has to be the most boring shit in the world. Shit do up until 12 o'clock. That's what Kung Fu Theater came on. Man. That would be shit. But then it ends and it's fucking golf. And Exactly. I know. It's like. Fucking golf. EPA tournament. That or fucking <laughs> hee-haw. Hee-haw's all right. Don't knock hee-haw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm on my hee-haw oh, defense. No, 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 I'm no, fucking no, around. No, I'm just no, fucking with you. No, no, no. Serious, serious, serious. On real, though? Yeah. It is a light hee-haw. Yeah? Someday, someday went, because it's all comedy. Sometimes it was good, but I couldn't stand Sometimes. The band joke. Sometimes it was. I couldn't stand all that country ass singing, but the joke was funny. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep. No, it was the Grand Ole Opry. Did you hear me use that song a few episodes ago? (laughs) I did. Dude, uh, you guys can check it out too. The Stoner Doom motherfuckers with me and the Grand Goat. Given an hour and a half of like weed anthology ridden or driven fucking uh, Stoner Doom reviews. (laughs) Talking about electric, <laughs> talking about electric wizard, Melvins, all mm-hmm. that shit. If you guys like that, go back and listen to that. But hey, uh, back on the thing, man. I like yeah. the, I like the scary movie too. Yeah, I haven't seen any good scary movies lately. Now, but I like a good scary fucking movie, man. If I can find something, it ain't always got to be blood and guts. Something that's got a good storyline that draw you in, like whoa, this is some shit. 
Yeah, blood and guts can be gut and bloods can be an excuse for lazy writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It and definitely can't. Acting. Yeah, and bad acting, especially bad acting. Oh my god! Sometimes it's on purpose, right? Both of them. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Well, I'm gonna make a, the crappiest movie I can." Yeah, that's what they call uh, what was it, uh, what was that shit back in the day that that shitty movie uh, Toxic Avenger. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, that yep. was the worst. Yep. Oh man. That was the dumbest shit ever. They <laughs> Trauma. Like today's, it's not like today's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I liked it still, though. I still yes. liked it when it came out, and I was like, I was kind of like shocked that they released it in the theater. Sharknado. Sharknado with Ian Ziering like, from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Sharknado, Waternado, Piranado. Alanado. Zombinado. Zombinado. Dude, just create a weedinado and we're good. <laughs> yeah. We need a smoke NATO. Spliffinado. <laughs> it's about to get smoke Zilla. Big, big, big cloud of smoke and everything was fucked up after he left. God. <laughs> you can hear it over. Godzilla's approaching and he's smoking a gigantic spliff the size of a Goodyear blimp. You know. Hell yeah. I'd love it. I'd, I, I would have liked much rather it. He already looked baked in those 60s. Because by the time... Red as eyes. Well, yep. And plus, by the time he comes out of the ocean, it's not the horror music anymore. Like... Now it's like... Yeah. And, it, and then they, he looks over, and there's, like, the spider next to him smoking a bong hit, and he's like, oh, you fucking dick. I can see the strings on your legs, buddy. Yeah, you got spider veins. <laughs> spider veins. Spider veins. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to smoke more of that monster weed, motherfucker. You wouldn't have been suffering with these spider veins. But, uh, no, I think that it really did lead into, I think for me, and getting into punk and metal, man, and I was like, yo, I want to see pumpkin blood. Metal. Well, punk, pumpkin metal. You never heard of pumpkin metal? It's kind of like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, smashing pumpkin metal. Pump, pumpkin metal. Anyway, <laughs> I, I was just saying, I think because of how it was going, and they kept showing more and more, like, they kept pushing the line on every horror movie that came out after a certain time when you were a kid. And, yeah, they did. And you'd see this more bloodier resolve. And I wanted to watch more of that. And I think, finally, you you get into, like, where you're at today with, like, Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is filthy foul. Somebody's killing some motherfuckers. The guy can't, guy can't show some boobies. Yep. Ooh, boobies, boobies, boobies. It's yep. a murderer on the loose. Why in the hell are you talking about going to here and having sex? These motherfuckers trying to kill us. We got time for that. Yeah. And guess what? Stab. Yeah. Stab. Stuck through the bed. Now there's now a. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm saying, now you're dead. That's the dumbest shit ever. I'm like, dude, you ain't last fucking 10 minutes in the movie. Are you going to go see that movie, Nope? I want to, man. Yeah, that looks like a horror good. movie. My son said it was pretty good, so I got to check it out. Like, Nope. 
yeah. I like the name. It's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, I like, nope. nope. That's a 21st century horror movie. Did your kid say that he, he got scared off of it at all? No, he said it was a good movie, though. You know, you know, motherfucking nowadays, they pick up things and say, oh, I was scared. Desensitized yeah, as yeah, fuck. I mean, it was a good movie, so he probably got a few jumps out of it. Yeah. He desensitized. I <laughs> know. Shit, man. If the movie made me jump out, I'm, I'm like, hey, I'm good. I like the movie that it makes me jump. See, I, I thought that, you know, they couldn't show, like, Night of the Living Dead on the Saturday morning Golden Age circuit, you know? But now... They did, they did one time, it was like the, the black and white shit. Yeah. It was the old black and white one. It was crappy, but it was, you know, right then, anyway, I guess it was it scary. It did come out at the same time, though. And it was a part of the same period, you know, when you had fucking, uh, what's-his-fuck, uh making the zombie movies and he was like the king of the monster or zombie movies and i thought that was like kind of the overtake of the monster thing was just going straight into zombies more yeah they left from vampires straight to zombies vampire werewolf zombies yeah they didn't give frankenstein a whole lot of play man they turned frankenstein from the monster to the doctor yeah they eventually went from being the frankenstein monster i ain't the doctor i'm doctor well, what's that? Well, who's the monster he ain't got no damn name. He's just called Beast. <laughs> yep. Hey, I like that. I fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the monster was always Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, it's Frankenstein. I know. I I was confused on that for years. I was, you know, I was like, what? A, but you know. So, what's the next? Uh, are you think that's going to be the next horror movie you watch? Though the Nope. Yeah. Well, let me know how it yeah. is if you watch Actually, it. I've been, I don't think it'll be next, but I might when I watch the next horror movie. Chica, hold on. That's a horror movie right now. Chica. Stop it. <laughs> well, Stop it. Your dog's eating your weed again. Guy's got to go back in here when your dog eats oh, your no, fucking I, I weed episode. Yeah. He's a <laughs> he's, yeah, he's turned out. Well, he Tim, I'm going to wrap up this segment. I want to thank you for being on here, you and your dogs. Yeah, <laughs> one dog. You sound like a lot of dogs. Hey, if there's not a dog on the episode, man, I, I'm get, I'll get worried. He's fucking sweet. <laughs> yeah, look, we took to the vet. Yeah. Yeah, she likes to eat a lot of treats. <laughs> yeah, she's chunky. Yeah. Like, love hammer. Oh. I have seen a dog with love hammer. Those doggies. We'll be right back, dude. We now return, turn, turn, do, 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 and every Thanksgiving, Superhost would definitely show a whole day of <laughs> Three Stooges. And I wanted to take the time 
Because he did show every fucking Three Stooges that ever existed. And I watched them all. He used to do these fucking skits, man. They were all weird. One, he uh, dressed like a woman. Like the chick from Bionic Woman. And he played the moronic woman. <laughs> so they rebuild her. You know, and he's like, it's kind of eerie, dude. There's like this dark edge to it. It's weird. I think for kids it was weird. I knew where he was going. But it was weird. And every time you do this, like, moronic woman skit, she always gets fucked up or... Listen to this music. In a time when that kind of music, too, was always affiliated with that kind of sorrowful, melancholy shit. And this guy's dressed like Superhost with a blonde wig. But he's half robot. And every time he gets fucked up, you know? In this particular skit, like he's fucking out in the... He's going fishing or whatever. <laughs> Pretty sure he gets eaten by something. I'll tell you in a minute when I... Tell, when I see it. <laughs> it's disturbing now. Oh shit. There's the music. And I often wondered what kind of dementia Marty, Marty Sullivan suffered with on the sideline to kind of write this kind of shit, man. Just such a fucking elegant goofball. Oh yeah, the shark comes out of the creek and attacks him. Because he's eating sardines. Oh god! And he just eats her. Alright. And then there's this one where like she's like fucking King Kong or whatever, you know, or... <laughs> the moronic woman meets King Kong. Classic television, man. Anyway, he did more skits than that, and we're gonna go over it, man, including this classic fucking uh, uh, rendition of Convoy and some Slim Whitman. When we return, dude. Alright, hold the fuck on. Alright. After, uh... I sent out uh, several teams of private investigators. We tracked down Mike Diana. Hanging out in, in front of an old red barn. In, uh... <laughs> Dayton, Ohio. Yep. <laughs> What's up, Mikey? Oh, hanging in there, you know. Yeah. So you're like in a hospital, right? That's your EKG machine going there? Or? Uh, I decided to stop at an ATM here. Oh, ATM machine. Out on the, taking a walk here. Um, yeah, hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's my machine, my flat line in left and right. Do you like Dayton? Yeah, it's interesting because I never really came around here much. Like at all, I don't know if I've ever been here, but you know, it's not something I would normally just head out to. But it was part of a road trip, so 
Um, you know, I'm here and exploring this interesting place, you know. Well, I'm just smoking some weed because you probably don't get to smoke any awesome. weed right now, right? Mm, I had too much a couple nights ago. So I'm actually clearing my lungs out. Trying to clear them out. I mean, Do you ever smoke the resin out of your lungs? Nah. Just if I was desperate enough. <laughs> I would dry it out and burn it down. Um, Boiled Angel fucking weed guidebook. <laughs> yeah. How to smoke weed the right way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'm doing the Saturday uh, afternoon monster movie fucking thing here. Uh-huh. And I know you got some good stories. You've been saving them. Oh, yeah. Now, that, now that we got our icebreaker out of the way. Uh-huh. Hey, you're not supposed yeah. to be near children. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> what the Stopped fuck? into a, a dollar tree here. Yeah. Well, that was your first mistake. They had uh, <laughs> maybe dollar DVDs. I don't know. Let's see a section. Too much candy. You know, I've been off candy for a bit. And Halloween's coming up again. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. How will you make Halloween it? Halloween stuff is out. Yeah. But, yeah, when you mentioned horror host and stuff, I remembered... You know, the one I knew, Dr. Paul Bearer in Florida. And we used to visit my cousins, you know. I was born in New York. Yeah. We would visit my cousins in Florida, um, my mom's side of the family. And I got to see what they called creature feature on television. And that was the horror hosts would come out and introduce the film and make little jokes in between, you know, like like the way all of them, I guess, do. Um, but Dr. Paul Bear was especially interested, interesting to me because it had, um, he was kind of freaky looking, like he had a weird looking eye. Yeah. That would like go in the opposite direction if it should have been. And like Marty yeah, Feldman? Was, yeah. Kind of like the Marty like Marty Feldman. Yeah. And so he was like, you know, pretty wild looking. And then he's making jokes and like I remember some of the jokes were almost like wacky packages, you know, like he had a box of rice krispies and he was calling them, uh, not Lice Krispies, but something. I don't remember what he was calling them, but, you know, he could, you could see that they, like, switched things on the box, and you could see, like, things were pasted over the Rice Krispies part. It was... To change the, it. I mean, it was very homemade kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would be on his piano, and he would start singing this song called Poisoning Pigeons in Park. Poisoning pigeons like in the park. Poisoning pigeons in the park. Yeah. <laughs> and you can find that one on YouTube. I looked it up and actually found it. Um, wow. So I recommend people checking that song out. Maybe I'll be able to throw it on this episode somehow. Yeah. 
And of course, it was all the old horror movies, you know, like a horror host is basically trying to give new life to these films, you know, similar like Elvira did. Um, but the other interesting thing was that, like, he was a local celebrity, basically, Dr. Paul Bear. Yeah. And, like, Halloween, he'd be at the mall, so we'd go and get an autograph from him, you know. And, um, yeah, it was pretty interesting that, um, you know, that that's something that was possible back then for people just to, like, to be a horror host, you know? Yeah. It was kind of, like, just a new thing. Yeah. Do you remember, like, hearing about the sensations of that, like, from the great Goulardi or whatever? Or, or any of these kind of, like... Now they got Svengoolie. Oh, right. And I've heard of that one. I even got a... I think we have a friend out there that works for uh, Glenn Danzig in Hollywood. Uh-huh. His name's Craig McDaniel. Right. I've been trying to get him on a show, but he's too busy playing fucking golf all the time. Fucking dick. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> fucking droll. But anyway, you know, the guy does this cool-ass fucking uh, golf, or not golf. <laughs> he does this cool-ass uh, Count Crazy Craig. And it's the same yeah. thing with the top hat, painting the face white with the black circles around the eyes. Uh, I have seen commercials about it, pictures of him. Yeah, he's got the black. Yeah. Like the heavy black around under the eyes or whatever. Yeah, we did a, we did a little thing together uh, in Anaheim. Oh, wow. Hart Fisher fucking ended up ruining it for us. Oh, man. There's the dark news of the episode. It is usually around Hart Fisher or the usual suspects. No, um, but uh, yeah, it, it it wasn't cool the way Hart had treated him. Right. And, and when Craig left, he said, I should have listened to Glenn and that I, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so there was that whole. But that was the show, uh, was uh, him doing this zombie laser tag thing, and then we were going to cut it up into parts, put it at the fucking, you know, beginning and ends of the uh, coming ins and outs of the monster or zombie movie or whatever it was. Uh You know how it goes. And, uh, yeah. So I did actually get to film on one, but I always thought I just wanted to do the Superhost show because Superhost Marty Sullivan was the guy in Northeast Ohio and Cleveland. Uh, and he dressed up like a hobo Superman. <laughs> and, oh, wow. And he, he would, okay, now back to Frankenstein. <laughs> you know, or all this oh, shit, God. you know. So that was kind of, my mom, she's addicted to fucking Spangoli. And it, and it just reminded me of me when I was a kid, you know, just hooked on. Yeah. Saturday morning, you know, you get two metric tons of fucking sugar cereal hooked into your fucking vein. Oh, yeah. You do six hours of fucking, uh... Mainline it. Yep, mainline that motherfucker. ABC, NBC, CBS. It depended mm-hmm. on which which ones had which cartoons at what time. Right. So you had to, like, play this kind of ping pong thing. Uh-huh. 
okay, well, you got to watch Pac-Man. And you could never get up early enough to fucking catch all of Pac-Man. Piss me off, dude. Yeah, I I'd be like, do that. Stuff. You know, but then at the end of the cartoon run, you get the, you know, either Three Stooges or whatever for a minute. And then you get to watch fucking monster movies for like four hours. Right. You know, and a quarter of the day gets taken up by monster movies. Yeah, definitely. What was the, what was your first monster movie that you remember, Mike Diana? Hmm. That's a fucking awesome question to get to ask you too, buddy. Yeah, I remember, um, you know, I can remember where I was when I even saw certain things, like I'd go to visit my grandparents in Corning, New York, sort of drive from Geneva, New York to Corning, and uh, I watched King Kong for the first time. I mean, that's... The 31? I consider that a monster movie, you know. I guess it um, is, it, it technically is, you know, yeah. a, it's a universal monster. Yeah. So I remember seeing King Kong, and I was pretty amazed by it. I mean, I was afraid of apes gorillas for a long time. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. And, you know, there were the classics like Frankenstein and the Mummy. Like, I remember as a kid, I was thinking, wow, this is an old black and white thing. You know, this is interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, it was definitely fun to watch that stuff. You know. Do you feel like that led to cult movies? Do you feel like monster movies led to cult movies? Yeah. Another one I saw really early age was The Flesh Eaters. You know that one? Kind of. That's a weird one. It's almost like exploitation, you know, like a 60s movie. And I had seen it on TV, and my father was like, oh, this is a good one. And it's pretty extreme, you know. Like yeah. It's about this flesh-eating virus in the water. And the mad scientist on an island is like trying to experiment with the flesh-eating virus and all this weird stuff. Um, I do, I do kind of remember stuff. that. Is it like kind of almost like Technicolor? Uh, it's in black and white, but I think there is like a color scene in it. There is, right? It just turns red or something. <laughs> That's cool. You know. And the, um, trying to think what else. I mean. There's just such a fine line between those old monster movies. And they just seem to be like the beginnings of where all these yeah. hard, more hardcore fucking things, you know. Do you yeah, think? Do you, do you think Frank Henlotter fucking uh, watched a lot of the old monster movies when he was a kid like that? Yeah, he definitely did. I mean, he's mentioned it. That he you don't care if we saw... exploit him a little bit? Because I know we can never get him on the show, but... I'm going to still try. That's cool. Because he saw them on uh, at the theater, even. You know, he would go in Long Island, his hometown there, and yeah. go to the horror movies. Days where they have, like, for film at an afternoon or something, you know. It must be amazing to, to get to that, that time with them. I always wanted to ask you if you got to hang out with George Romero or if he just did a plug for the movie and that was it for your trial. 
Oh, uh, well, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Actually, the way that happened was that he wasn't actually doing the interview for me. Uh, Anthony, who was one of the people that worked on the documentary, producer, did a lot of the work, he was dating um, Romero's daughter. And so he got to do one of the last interviews. And he mentioned my name, you know, to, to George. He said, oh, have you heard about this guy? And George said, have you heard about it at the time? And um, so, yeah, well, they picked some things that they felt would fit the document, you know, that he said. But you didn't actually get to hang out with him or like, hey, George, Uh-oh. let's go watch Night of the Living Dead. Uh-huh. In your private theater located somewhere uh-huh. in Pennsylvania, right? <laughs> You're right near Zombieland. Oh, yeah, I know. Land of the Romero Dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's some uh, crazy stuff out of Ohio, too, man. I thought I just got, I learned a lot about horror, but I, I thought the first, um, I thought the first uh, recognizable giant monster movie for me was Son of Godzilla. Oh, that's right. And then I thought that uh, all the black and white um, Universal monster movies would always leave this impression on you. Uh-huh. But, but when you go back and you listen to the, how they were talking and stuff, uh, uh-huh. it's so ancient, right? Yeah. And the way that they are with around each other in, in that in the 30s, now we're coming up on, these guys are almost 100 years old, man. I mean, yeah, these movies, by 31, uh-huh. Dracula will be 100. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Frankenstein and all these guys. And, yeah. uh-huh. They're all coming up on the 100 year mark and it I can just look at all the all this cheap I guess I want to say cheesy but they were so wonderful too you know but movies like 30,000 uh or uh it, you know 20,000 leagues from beneath the sea or like yeah or you know all this stuff like that and then you get into harder stuff like the Godzilla stuff yeah and you just keep going harder I thought it was because I was into punk rock or because I was a metalhead man, you know, like uh-huh. I just wanted to see more and more and more. Right. I feel like, you know, you get up to like Takashi Miike <laughs> and right. Eli yeah. Roth. <laughs> Work your way up there. I mean, it took you decades <laughs> to get there, right? <laughs> but, you know, you'd watch this gore or like Wizard of Gore from back in like the mid 60s. Uh-huh. Which is like really bizarre ass shit, or like the Italian gore, like Fulci or Argento, or you know that whole uh, scene with it's still like the thick syrupy blood, you know, yeah. really bright red, almost like that's not human, and you know it's not human. They almost make it that way, you know, on purpose, uh-huh. photogenically or whatever. But I remember those ancient days before all the blood and the Eli Roth and Takashi Mika and violence and 
all this shit, you know, you'd watch these monster movies on the Saturday mornings, and it just seemed all kind of, hey, if you like that kind of shit, you're going you're gonna to love this, busting into Psychotronic and all this other, you know, very culty. We've all, you and I both have had our sweet runs of, you know, this shit. I think kids are coming in. I think they should just start over, man. You know? Yeah. Just start over. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just scrap it. Don't fucking reboot shit. Mm-hmm. All new ideas. You know? <laughs> but, you know, I, I just... <laughs> I'm going to go see Nope. Are you going to go see that movie? Uh, I was going to see it just for the hell of it. Is that a horror movie, you think? Supposed to be, right? Yeah. So it's a, it's a true story? Well, yeah, it happened to a family. I saw like a, one of those shows about UFO stuff and just one of the things that, you know, inspired by real stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Crazy, I mean. You think it's a UFO thingy or? I don't know what the fuck. I haven't cheated to go fucking see, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm going to go check it out. It looks good. You know, it looks like a horror remnants. Or oh. It's got some scary shit. Could have something scary or intriguingly scary. But, you know, I, I it's, it's really hard to find anything worth a shit that comes out inside the last 20 years, man, or longer. Uh-huh. And I think, you know... Did you ever see The Feast? Mm. With Henry Rollins in a pink tutu? <laughs> <laughs> Getting fucking macked by a fucking violent monster. <laughs> I think I better remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was... You guys can go back and check that out, man. It was just some little fucking ditty that came out in, like... I don't know, man. 2008, 2009. Oh, wow. So way back already... But, uh, you know, um, it's just, it was a horrifying movie, and the first thing they did was eat the kid. There's one kid and a bunch of adults that are drunk, you know, you're like, well, the kid's gonna fucking make his way to the end, you know, (laughs) Uh because that's how it always is played out, and they were like, fuck that, and they just ate the kid right away. I I thought it was awesome, man. Sounds promising. Yeah, it was, it's definitely, um. But uh, I saw that one. I don't know anything else that really scared me. I thought the thing, you know, you get into movie maniacs. And my favorite movie maniac really is uh, from uh, the movie Tourist Trap with Chuck Connors. Oh, yeah, I like that one. And he plays Davey. Yeah. (laughs) And that's where they ripped off the fucking saw mask, I think, dude, was from Davey. Because Davy's like a weird mannequin, and yeah. that, and that little saw fucker is almost like a mannequin or some shit, you know, or something. Yeah, like, he's like Definitely. a deformed midget mannequin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I haven't really been watching horror too much, but I was thinking back about Superhost. 
and I was thinking about where all this shit started in the Northeast Ohio corner. And I just yeah. wanted to get you on and do a little tribute to this guy, and then I was going to send it off to Channel 43, uh-huh. or, or some correspondent over there at WUAB in Akron, Ohio. Uh-huh. <coughs> Lorraine, Cleveland, where weed <laughs> is only semi-legal. Oh, so I hear, I hear that I hope they hear this episode, but I'm going to do some splicing on it and chop it up and do some cool shit to it. And I think this is the only part I needed left, Mikey. Was you? You're the you're the oh. dude coming through. That's cool. Yeah, you're awesome. I appreciate you oh. taking the time on on your road trip too, and letting me fucking heckle you for some monster knowledge. <laughs> I should mention that one time I saw um, I was watching a goddamn Godzilla like triple feature yeah on TV. Someone got some Chinese food to eat during it. Make it, you know, um, authentic, I guess. Yeah. Watched all three movies, and for some reason I got sick. I don't know. I don't think it was food poisoning, but I remember telling my mom, I said, I watched um, three Godzilla movies, and I threw up. She said, oh, well, that wouldn't make anybody throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> the, yeah. the, uh, I remember like how hokey it got, Godzilla, yeah. in like those the early days, like with Raymond Burr, in yeah. the black and white one or whatever. They actually did a 1985 Raymond Burr returns to, huh? you know, God. It's all Godzilla with Raymond Burr. You know, 40 years later, uh-huh. and they throw Godzilla in this fucking huge pit, hmm. and it's just this gigantic hole, and he's just this little. That's how big the hole is, you know. He looks little in it. Right. And he lets out this fucking weird-ass shriek, dude, like... Right. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was evil. But, uh... <laughs> no, I remember, like, the evolution of how dark the first Godzilla movies were. And then in the 60s, they got more hokey, you know? Uh-huh. With the anti-pollution demonstration one too, where he fights the smog monster. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But when he comes out of the ocean, you know, when he used to come out of the ocean, it was all, you know, just darker. Right. And now, in the sixties, it would be like. And he does a little, (laughs) you know, (laughs) spider spits a little web in his face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, shoot, Mike, Diana, let me wrap it up here and let you go, okay? So you can get ready to head back to fucking the East Coast, apparently, right? Yeah, I'll be heading back. Okay. Get him back soon. Ending the journey for now, but there'll be new journeys, you know. 
there will be new journeys. So back in the yeah, 70s, C.W. McCall was a country singer yeah, that did the song Convoy. Oh my god. It just took the whole fucking country down, dude. So guess who had to do a fucking <laughs> cover of it? <laughs> Super hosted. Oh my god. Marty Sullivan. The 6th of June in a Kenworth pulling logs. Cab over Pete with a reefer on and a Jimmy hauling hogs. We is heading for Bear on I-10, about a mile out of Shaky Town. I says, Pig Pen, this here's a rubber duck, and I'm about to put the <laughs> hammer down. Is retarded, dude. <laughs> I never understood what they were really doing, but it, they made fun of it right when it came out, dude. So that's good enough for me. By the time we got into Tulsa Town, we had 85 trucks and all, but they broke up on the clover leaf and oh the wall to wall. Yeah, them smokies as thick as bugs on a bumper. They even had a bear in the air. I says, calling all trucks, says, here's the duck. We about to go a hunting bear. It's like, why? But I remember they would show this right in the middle of the fucking movie. <laughs> You're like, why? Well, we rolled up Interstate 44 <laughs> like a rocket sled on rails. We tore up all of our swindle sheets and left them sitting on the scales. <laughs> By the time we hit that shy town, them bears was getting smart. They brought up some reinforcements from the Illinois National Guard. There's armored cars, tanks, jeeps, and rigs of every size. Yeah, them chicken coops was full of bears, and choppers filled the skies. Well, we shot the line, we went for broke, with a thousand screaming trucks, and eleven long-haired friends of Jesus in a chartreuse microbus. So stupid. <laughs> I am going to play the whole thing for you, Marty. Because I love you. <laughs> Shore, prepared to cross the line. I could see the bridge was lined what the with bears, fuck? but it didn't have a doggone dive. I, I remember being so fucking confused when this came on. Pay no toll. So we crashed the gate doing 98 as it let them truckers roll 10-4. Why, Marty? <laughs> why ask why? It just became TV fucking history, man. Fuck you gonna do about it? I started showing some of the silly skits that he was doing along with some movies. Well, it became a phenomenon. From working behind the scenes at TV stations, 
to being thrust into the spotlight. Tonight, a look back at the life of a Cleveland legend who helped shape so many childhoods. Marty Sullivan, better known as Superhost, died yesterday at the age of 87. We caught up with an author who was with Sullivan on his final trip back to Northeast Ohio. And now, Soup's on! It was the golden era of Cleveland Kids Show hosts. Those were the days when you had a block of kids programming in the morning, cartoons that went from maybe 6 to 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Among the crowd, one name quickly gained popularity. Everybody watched Marty as super host. Marty Sullivan. Got his start working behind the scenes at TV stations. He would fool around in between the commercials, and one day one of the producers looked and said, you know what, you're pretty funny. Why don't you try to have your own show? The concept of his show was quite simple. And Superhost had on all those crazy movies. He had Godzilla, The Three Stooges, things like that. And then he would do the skits in between. From 1969 to 1989, donning a suit, cape, and red nose. I'm Superhost, and I host a movie. Sullivan hosted WUAB's Monster Movie Special on Saturdays called Soup's On. Our, our special guest today on the show, The Mummy. <laughs> Author Michael Shesky. He was a true Cleveland original wrote from Captain Penny to Superhost, which takes a look at those big personalities who helped shape children's programming. They left us with these life lessons that said, you know what, today's a good day, go out and enjoy it, and maybe tomorrow will be a better day if you try to make it one. Olszewski got the chance to spend three days with Sullivan in November as he returned to Northeast Ohio to attend the Akron Comic Con. He never turned down an opportunity to meet his fans. There's one interaction between Superhost and a Superfan that sticks with Olszewski. He shook his hand and he kept his hand in his and he kept saying, it's so hard to say goodbye. And Marty looked at him and said, well, let's just say see you later. But it's what that guy said, it's so hard to say goodbye that a lot of us are thinking today now that Marty has passed on. I don't know. I saw the uh, Mars Attacks movie that came out like in 99 or whatever. And the old lady was using old Slim Whitman records <laughs> to blow up the Martian brains because they couldn't handle the high-pitched frequency of Slim Whitman. <laughs> and to make things even more fucking funny, Superhost did do a skit of it. I hope you did enjoy today's show. We're going to close it off on that skit. I'd like to thank uh, Timmy Irie for coming through and uh, Mike Diana and Grandma Gutterpunk returning gradually here. You really did give yourself a wallop, huh, Mom? Anyway, uh, I'm just really thankful. I'm going to go ahead and end this... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to end it out on this fucking shit, man. Hold on. Fat Whitman was his uh, skit name. It wasn't Slim Whitman. It was Fat Whitman. <laughs> Stupid, dude. Right there. Like, I was probably like, I don't know, six or seven fucking years old. Pretty fucking amazing shit, though, I think. And just how funny the motherfucker was, man. And just to be able to keep it rolling. He did way more than I gave him credit for on the show. I just simply pointed out some fucking highlights. Simply wanted you to... Oh, God. This international recording star had the number one record for more weeks than any other singer in history. Oh, hell no. <laughs> 
the 21st time on American TV. We proudly offer the incredible hits of Pat Whitman, the man voted number one international male recording star four days in a row. Here is all the splendor of Pat Whitman, the man who sold over six records. <laughs> this was my favorite. I'd be like... Totally excited when this one came on. <laughs> touch people's pocketbooks are in this album. I, I hope they'll touch your pocketbook too. <laughs> I did learn some fucking humor from Superhost. is only $279.95 Order yours now Alright Sold in any store Never will be To order Fat Whitman Send $279.95 for album $369.95 for 8-track or cassette To Fat Box X Parma Or call toll free 1-800-BR-549 That's 1-800-BR-549 Alright guys Goodbye. Oh, where's my antacid? Is this show over with yet? My God. Whoa. Sick-ass show, dude. Thanks for letting me share part of my childhood with you. Marty Sullivan was a fucking hero, man. He helped out the communities. He helped out Ohio. He probably smoked a little reefer, but we'll never know. We can always dream. God bless America. God bless the fact that monster movies were the formation of this country. And monster movie patrons all over the country. Little kids watching giant monster movies. <laughs> Frankenstein, Mummy, Universal Monsters, The Wolfman, Three Stooges, Abbott and Costello. This is all part of Superhost. And what Marty Sullivan did as Superhost. And just remember, sugar cereal and Saturday mornings cartoons were the gateways to weed and bong holery. This concludes today's television transmission. A portion of our programming was mechanically reproduced. WUAB Channel 43, owned and operated by Gaylord Broadcasting Company, operates on an assigned carrier frequency of 644 to 650 megahertz with an effective radiated power output of 1,239,000 watts as assigned by the Federal Communications Commission. WUAB is licensed in Lorain, Ohio, with transmitter and studios in Parma, Ohio. Programs may not be rebroadcast without written permission. This is Marty Sullivan speaking for the staff of WUAB, bidding you a good evening. Rest in peace, Marty. To anyone in the audience who dies of fright while seeing the screaming skull.
See the revisualization of a woman scorned. See the vengeful violence of the undead. The Screaming Skull, starring Alex Nichol. See terror from the year 5000 and The Screaming Skull. You've been listening to Adam RMD GD. Underground Cartoon Therapy. Visit us often and enjoy our screen attractions in the comfort of your own car. Fucking do this shit this fucking time? Holy fuck. Alright. I got a big mouth, right? (laughs) Just wait. Alright, this is for Mike Diana. Tom Lear. Sucking that thing like Pookie, motherfucker. Using all the oil out of it too fast. You're drying the cardboard out of it all hard. See, that's why other people don't let you use your dab pads, motherfucker. And she's hitting my pen too hard. The birdies all try and hide, but they still go for peanuts when coated with a cyan hide. The sun's shining bright, everything's alright when we're poisoning pigeons. I'm gonna burn the brakes out of this thing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna fucking. Destroy this pet. With our game, they call it impiety and lack of propriety and quite a variety of unpleasant names. But it's not against any religion to want to dispose of a pigeon. So, Sunday you're free. Why don't you come with me and we'll poison the pigeons in the park? Welcome to the show, guys. Grandma Gutterpunk, Timmy Irie, and of course, Mike Diana. Stick around.